Now, the Royal Commission of Inquiry, Abuse and Care has a Pacific Inquiry team that is investigating the abuse suffered by all Pacific survivors from the 1950s onwards. This includes the abuse experienced in foster homes, churches, and schools. The Pacific Inquiry team is dedicated to calling on all Pacific survivors to come forward and share their stories so that they can make recommendations to the government on how to take better care of our children and future to ensure that history does not repeat itself. The Abuse and Care Royal Commission of Inquiry faith-based redress uh, hearing began on Monday in Auckland, which focused on the redress processes of the Catholic Church, Anglican Church, and the Salvation Army. The first witness who gave evidence was Moyapulu Francis Tangaloa. Moyapulu currently works with Tandem Ministries, a Christian organization, and has just been assigned to work with their global organization, Campus Crusade for Christ, as chief of staff based in the United States. Now, on Monday, Frances gave evidence about the sexual and emotional abuse she experienced in the early 1970s when she was a primary school student. The abuser was a marriage brother who taught at the nearby marriage brothers intermediate school in Ponsonby, Auckland. Moyapulu and her husband, Timotangaloa, former Manusamo player, joins us now on Pacific Breakfast. Greetings and thank you very much for coming on the program. Morning. Good morning. Thank you. Hello. Now, uh, Moyapulu, I'm just going to start with you. I mean, first of all, uh, let me just say that this is a very powerful moment, not just uh, for your story, but in the bold movement of you taking a step to move forward. We are praying that the halo effect is empowers our people to come forward as well. Uh-huh. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's my hope too, because we've known for many years that um, you know the sexual abuse has been a problem and a problem in the church particularly. Yeah, so this would be wonderful for more and more of our Pacifica people to know about this issue. Monday thirtieth, Monday just gone. You shared your story with the inquiry in a, in a public hearing. I mean, even that in itself, because I, I know this is the outcome of long years of you both, uh, mm. because this is your family lives coming out for the public. Mm. And you know the world, it takes things not the way the spirit does. Mm. It takes whatever it needs, and then it builds stories around it, and all of a sudden you lose the control of what it is that you wanted to share. For you, what inspired you to come forward after all these years? For me, I... To be honest, I really felt like God was leading me to do this. Um, I shared this at the hearing that um, when I was 16, um, one of the amazing things that happened in my life is I heard about how much God loved me. And for me growing up, um, you know, we had a, a challenging background. Um, my dad ha- had been an alcoholic and um, and with the abuse that I had suffered, I was a really angry, um, really unconfident, had no self-esteem teenager, you know, and I, I couldn't I couldn't actually understand also why I didn't like the attention of men and I yeah and also I just didn't understand this anger I had. Um, but when I was visiting a church one day, the pastor talked about how much God loved me. And I just I knew God loved the world, you know, I'd been brought up in church, but this pastor talked about how much God loved me and no matter what my past or what had happened to me or or how I felt or 
because I didn't like who I was. I really, I didn't, I was angry and I didn't like where I'd come from. Um, but this pastor explained that it didn't matter about that, but that God loved me. And so I accepted Christ into my life at that stage because I really wanted to know this God who loved me so much. And a lot of things changed. And I have to say, God really gave me uh, um, that confidence back. And and I realized that because God loved me and accepted me, then I could accept myself and that I was worthy of his love. Um, but of course, life wasn't perfect. I... Um, I went on to university, um, and and when I was about seventeen, and just at university, starting university, I started having these flashbacks of um, of the abuse that had happened, and I realised I needed to deal. I had a lot to deal with, you know, um, but still, I, I I managed to put these flashbacks together and realise that I had been abused by Brother Bede um, when I was about five or six. Um, and, and that was really traumatic, um, remembering all those um, difficult, challenging memories. But I think um, as I got involved in a Christian group on campus called Student Life and I grew in my relationship with God, I started to realize I needed to deal with this anger and with um, what was going on in my life. And they encouraged me to get counseling. They were really supportive. Um, and so I, I, I went ahead and got counseling. And around that time, I'd met Timor and um, my future husband. And I realized that I, I needed to deal with with this um, the pain and the shame and the anger of abuse. Um, so I went, I went and saw a counsellor and, and it really helped in, in, in our relationship too. But also, um, I think further down the track, I realised I, I needed to um, let my parents know. And I guess before I get into that though, I, I think coming forward now, I realised that... Um, my my abuse hadn't really been dealt with very well by the Catholic Church and I knew there was a lot of other people who had been abused and had not been dealt with well and and I felt I needed to let my story be known to the Commission so that something could be done about mm. it. I tried to get the Catholic Church to do something about it. I'd gone to them first but but they hadn't done it much. I told them my story and then that was it, you know, um, and I just felt that wasn't right, you know. I thought that they would help me heal. I thought they'd help give me hope. I thought that there would, there would be some further things done. I had a lot of questions, but but it wasn't done. And so finally, when the Royal Commission came around, I thought, oh, finally, someone's listening. Mm. You know, I'll get to tell my story. I'll have a voice. And, and also, maybe I can help others. I think also too, just she mentioned, forgot to mention that. I think what really inspired her was that Brother Bede's name was going to be honoured, mm. and that what what tipped her to that. What made her come forward is that here's someone that's a pedophile being honoured. Mm. Uh, that wasn't right. So she, mm. if that's what kind of said, yeah. no, I, I don't want to do that. So 
You know, if you look around the world now, you know, you see a lot of people who went through the experience that you went through, mm -hmm. but they didn't come out or didn't see. I mean, with you, you know, a lot of people that were, let's just say this, a lot of people that had the wrongs done to them through the institution of religious mm -hmm. um, circles or whatever, it was the one thing that caused them to leave God, mm -hmm. right? Because there's nothing happy there when you think about it. Yeah. And then, you know, you were sharing about your house because our Ainga is this safe net. Mm -hmm. You know, we always tell people before the world teaches your child on what's good and bad, mm -hmm. that's your job so mm -hmm. that you don't become the secondary form of information. Right. Because after you told your son something, what they've learned from a teacher, you will now become the secondary mm -hmm. and the first hand authority is given to outside of your house. Mm -hmm. So all of this commotion, just hearing parts of it, and you still manage to, someone saying, you still went back it's like religion trying to do something but God pierced through all of that mm. for you to go back to find a solution mm. of what you're in now it's powerful on its mm. own mm. knowing our culture and the taboo that we also put around conversations mm. such as mm. I mean how did your family respond when you first started this process because Look, we keep talking about it. These things don't just happen overnight. You didn't just decide. You had to self-heal. Mm. Then you slowly had to heal the circles within mm. before you let the whole world in just to make sure there's a safety net. And, of course, most importantly, we'll get to Timo in a minute. But mm -hmm. for you, I mean, how how was it for the house that raised mm. Moyapu? Yeah, it was difficult because to tell my parents particularly and to tell my family. I mean, I told Timo before we even got married so, um, because I didn't know how how this um, abuse would affect our marriage, you know, and so I let him know before, and he's just been so supportive of me, you know, it was just, that's been, he's been my rock, really, and, um, but then after being married and having children, um, I felt I needed to let my parents know, um, I don't know what instigated that but I just had a strong feeling that I just need to let them know what had happened and um, and it was really difficult because there's so many barriers you know we have that taboo of even talking about sex you know I like mm. my I can remember watching TV at home you know and if yeah, anyone was kissing suddenly kiss. yeah suddenly <laughs> you know watching TV if someone was kissing on their dad would change the channel you know it's just <laughs> like you don't you don't go there you know and um and and so that was like what it was like in my household. We never talked about sex at all, and definitely not not with my dad. Goodness, mm. you know um, that was never going to happen. The oldest oldest <laughs> child, female, talking to yes, yeah, the dad. yeah. That in itself mm. was a barrier, mm. and then also to talk um, the fact that it was a someone a clergyman that had abused me that's another barrier you know we hold up our ministers and pastors in, in such high you know prestige in our community and I knew that would be hard for my family to accept they were very um, strong Catholics and and to be saying that this man of God actually abused me that was just a barrier in itself how can we you know I, I wasn't sure if I could if they would believe me, mm. you know, I wasn't sure. And, and 
or or maybe I thought maybe they would support me but they still might not believe me um, it just was hard to get over that, that barrier as well and then I knew that it would have a, an impact on them you know I, I didn't want to cause them shame or pain um, and I knew they I don't want to cause emotional turmoil in them you know we we respect our parents so much you know like I, I just love my parents and I didn't want to cause such heartache or hurt for them um, but I did feel that they they needed to know I also knew that by bringing this up I would be you know there could be a questioning of how we we did things in our life our way of life you know they would they could question their faith they could question how we bring up our children they they might question the people we let into our homes you know that was going to cause a lot of questioning Um, and I knew for Timo and I we could take all those together but but to let the my parents know that was that was a, a whole new thing it was really hard for you know but, uh, but we managed to sit them down and we managed to um, tell them and and they believed me, which was the first, you know, I was so thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very angry, angry at um, Brother Bede and what had happened. Um, my mum was particularly angry at the church that they had allowed this to happen and, and she really wanted something done about it. You know, she, she my mum was Palangi, but she could act like a Samoan mum, you know. <laughs> she I hear mum's Irish, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Irish descent. We are called Irish. <laughs> Irish of the Pacific. Irish of the Pacific. I wonder if yeah. she was happy or sad after marrying dad, finding out I just married a coloured version of where I just came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Timo, I wanted to bring you into this conversation mm-hmm. for you, you know, sitting there. Um, holding Moyapulu's hand mm. uh, when it started to go now into the public circles you've agreed or we've, we've fixed the Ainga uh, we never know which part of healing they are in but everyone's accountable you know the Bible says that um, God gave us accountability for ourselves he broke the old law where you know the parents eat the rotten fruit and the kids would pay for the price mm. right once you get into that understanding you know that though it's mom and dad and sister but when we stand in front of the father we cannot mm. speak for them cannot speak for ourselves so once that part was done, you guys decided, all right, let's find the inquiry. We were there now. I mean, for you, t- tell us a little bit of the emotions that you went through sitting there um, watching the love of your life. Explain and tell all of this to the inquiry. Yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, it, was, it was kind of a, a shock, to, but at the same time just, just proud, I mean, for her to to just um, have that courage and uh, willingness to bring this into the light. I think um, she'd been carrying it for a little while. Um, and for her to, you know, when I was watching her, man, she's like, go, girl, you go, girl. So uh, it was just great to see her do that and and uh, to really just, um, yeah, be an encouragement to the Pacific Island because that's, that's the thing, I think, as Pacific Islanders, we don't say too much. And so for her to, to finally say, hey, look, enough's enough and... Um, we got to get this sorted, and, and, and we we want justice. That's what it comes back down to. We just yeah. want justice. So to see her do that, you know, I could see her her lawyer um, thing come out of her as well. Being a former lawyer as well, she she so yeah, just to see her, just to, and then just the way we, we prepared and and, and um, how we were talking with our our lawyers and and just the way of those things preparing for that. 
uh, was just so grateful for her to just uh, it was it wasn't easy it was hard for her to just because she, she had to really go back and remember a lot of these things and that did bring some some uh, you know really trauma to her but but for her to just get through that um, and above all too just just bringing her uh, faith in the Lord that's mm-hmm. really helped her to get through that I think without without Christ in her life she would have not had this she wouldn't have been here right now I mean like when she says you know she was very um, low confidence low esteem very angry um, but then um, you know when she came to Christ the hope for that that gave her confidence and and uh, you know made her who she is now the woman mm-hmm. that I fell in love with that I'm in love with now so you know it's um and I'm only saying this to you both because you know you're in ministry, and you know when you're in the spirit and you understand this. Um, funny thing is, when you're in the spirit and you look back into your life, you realize the things that have happened to you. It's very purposeful in terms of what you're doing with it now, mm. right? Um, I am a big fan of a lady called Christine Kane, um, and she is an Australian pastor. She was abused for many, many years in her life, and her ministry is this: um, I can't control. I cannot live my life being controlled by the three years I was abused for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And so her thing was what happened to her, if it didn't happen, she wondered whether she even would even go into ministry Mm -hmm. because she doesn't go to talk about the abuse. Mm -hmm. She goes to talk about the healing Mm -hmm. and just hearing what you guys have had to go through. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just reminded me so Mm -hmm. much of that Mm -hmm. from all of that happening. Um, the inquiries currently, you know, there are many survivors out there. You know, many of them have not trust authorities because of the experience that you have had. Mm-hmm. Spoke of. I mean, how, how, in terms of the inquiry itself, how was your experience in dealing with uh, the Pacifica team and in, in, in what they were they're working to achieve? The Pacifica team are doing an amazing job. Really, mm-hmm. uh, it, they've taken care of me really mm-hmm. well and our family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they've spent a lot of hours talking with me and gently, you know, when, when if time was not the best, you know, they'd work around that. They, they've given um, me opportunities for if I needed, you know, um, other counselling or other areas of healing, they've given that opportunities as well. Um, they're just so understanding, so supportive. You know, I really would encourage anyone if they have had any sexual abuse or any abuse from, you know, from a clergyman or anyone like that to come forward because they have a, a, an amazing Pacific a team that will take care of of you if if that's you know where you're at and also um they can also help you navigate you know if you need counseling or if you need support or if you need advice you know they've got all the services there um it's like a wraparound service to help anyone in this in a similar situation as me they don't have to go in a period of hearing like i did you know they can just email their messages or email their story Um, they could just have a one-on-one interview with someone they don't have to you know the the hearing is just was just um, a part of what I needed to do Hmm. Uh, quickly uh, before I let you both go is you made recommendations to any inquiry to the Catholic Church what's your hope desired outcome from everything that you've gone through in the experience and the, the recommendations that you put forward, what would you like to see, um, if not everything, you know, because these people will nitpick what can form the narrative and what they can accept yeah. and face up to, uh, what would be some of the desired outcomes for you out of the recommendations you put forward? Um, I would love to see 
transformational change, uh, particularly in the Catholic Church, um, but also through many of our churches, because we don't always know how to how to you know help survivors. How do or how do we? What do we do when there's sexual abuse? You know, um, so I'd love to see that happen. Um, some of the recommendations I made was to encourage that the church and um, the Catholic Church structure to change because I think this would help protect our children that are involved you know um, things like um, firstly helping um, reframing so what in the in the Catholic Church and their canon law they talk about um, abuse but only as it being an offense against chastity so mm. priests and that and brothers are a celibate, and they, but they don't talk about sexual abuse as a crime, and I think that's one important wow. aspect that they need to apply that it be a, that they understand it as a crime, and I think also um, a, a couple of other areas that con- seal of confession, you know, when uh, su- when um, a priest finds out that someone else in the church has has um, abused a child, they should be allowed to report it. Mm-hmm. You know, at the moment they're not allowed to. If it's in confession, they're not allowed to reveal and um, pass confession. You know, I feel like that could be a simple change. Um, and also, I think um, that celibacy is a, is problematic in the Catholic Church. You know, I really think. Um, they have this vow of chastity, and I really think it should be optional. I think you know that that priests and brothers should be allowed to marry if that's what they want. You know, and I think that would help. it's a radical change, but I think it would really help protect our children. Um, and I also think that the last um, recommendation I made about Catholic structure is that they should have more women and lay people involved in leadership and women in the priesthood. You know, again, that's a radical thing for the Catholic Church. But if they had women priests, I really believe it would have um, prevented some of this abuse that's happened. So those are my recommendations around the Catholic Church that that our commission recommend those changes to the church. But I also, um, other recommendations were that that survivors should not have to go back to the very institutions to seek to put this right. You know, why, um, they sh- I, I had to go back to the Maris brothers themselves. Um, for me, that re-tra- was re-traumatising mm. to have mm. to speak to a Maris brother who, the very type of person that, that abused me, um, to be able to get something put right. Um, they shouldn't have to do that. Um, at, but my main recommendation was to see if a, a, an independent entity like a commission or a tribunal could be set up to be able to take these complaints of sexual abuse, be able to investigate, be able to work with police, be able to help survivors, um, help survivors get the help that they need to help to heal, but also um, help survivors if there's some survivors that are not able to work because of the abuse has been so traumatic in their lives, you know, and those types of survivors need compensation. They need to be looked after financially so that they can navigate life um, as well as all the other services that can be available to them. So that's my main thrust, to have this type of body set up by the government. Hmm. Very powerful indeed. Uh, look, 
Um, this is, we'd like to have you back in the studio mm-hmm. again. But, uh, <laughs> as uh, with these things, they're always time for sis. But look, Moya Pulu, Francis Tangalo, Timo Tangalo, Fafitai Tele, love for your time this morning. We pray that everything that you put forward, you know, will be heard and we will see changes. And we always say, you know, we're sitting in the shades today of trees planted by people yesteryears. Mm-hmm. So we do pray that moving forward for all of our Pacific people who have experience, we'll share some details on how you can um, get in get in touch with our Pacific investigation team to please come forward. But for you both, God bless every single thing that you are about to embark on. Um, and thank you for heeding the call. No. <laughs>